coward than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purview of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter or the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash free book. And click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Dinero the Prosperity Poochie says hello. Thanks for stopping by. We are glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hey, hey, hey. And we, together, will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So we're at key 11 in our Keys to Riches. Forget the perfection principle. <gasps> That's all about what? Focusing on the progress of the process. And we're going to talk a little bit about the power of forgiveness in this key. Because it's important when it comes to money. And you'll learn that later. Our moolah word of the day has to do with trusts. And if you've thought about creating trusts or if you have trusts, you should know the difference. Minutes on your money, five credit cards with great rewards offers. How about that? How about getting a little bonus for what you do spend? Even if you're spending responsibly, why not get a little extra bang for that buck? And we'll talk about five great credit cards to do that with. Our trivia question, as always, based on a previous show, Remember Real Estate was last week's key. And today's guest, we have Michael Gothier and his three phases of wealth on today's show. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Because yes, money and happy can go together. Yeah. Lots of people don't seem to think that misconception of the universe. I think Robin Hood started all of that stuff, probably. So, uh, yes, so you can have both. Yes, you can have both. So Insiders Club members are entered automatically in our weekly giveaways, but if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, all you have to do is answer today's trivia question. So, like I said, our trivia question is based on a previous show. This week's trivia question is, in last week's episode, we discussed the affordability ratio in Remember Real Estate. So the question is, what is the other name for the front-end ratio? I call them the front-end ratio, and I used another term that helps us determine affordability, meaning how much house we can buy. And it's based on our income, and so those are all the hints you're going to get. It's called the front-end ratio or what? And I explained even all of the elements that go into it as well. Hint, hint. So if you can remember that far back, 
then you should be good to go. If you think you have the right answer, you can win one of three ways. You can call in to win at 1-866-966-9420. That's 1-866-966-9420. Or you can jump in the chat room live. Hi, I'm here. Come visit and share your potential right answer. Be a part of the discussion we have here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Or you can email us, and that's great for those of you who are listening on a podcast. You can still play. It doesn't matter if you don't listen live. You too can win. All you have to do is send an email to trivia at uywradio.com. And remember to put your potential right answer in there. I got a couple of emails last week, and they didn't. They were empty. <laughs> they forgot to put the answer in. They wrote, remember real estate in the subject line. Or not remember real estate, but they wrote the name of the key. I think it was take action, uh, make assessment, and but they uh, they forgot to put the the answer in. Whoops! Whoops! So that's it for this week's key. If you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner. All you have to do, listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible.com is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So surf over to the website for more information. So you like freebies and cool stuff, don't you? Sure. Michael? Bring it on. All right. So here are five different credit cards with great cash rewards. And this is from Business Insider. So uh, Next Advisor did some research and they analyzed every credit card. So this is NextAdvisor.com did an independent analysis of popular cashback cards and they determined that these are the best five. So the first one is the blue cash preferred card from American Express. You can earn 6% back at supermarkets up to a $6,000 amount. And so if you're like me and you buy organic foods, that can get up there pretty quick. Yeah. 3% at gas stations, and I drive a gas guzzler. 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 I like that term. <laughs> can we make that word? Yeah, really. How about a regular? That's what we need. We need a guzzler here in, in our state with, these, with this crazy legislation. We need something to regulate our governor here, but that's a whole nother story for a different show. We need to start in politics. I know. We would do great at that because you come from a completely different generation than I do. Yeah, I come from the Northeast, which is... Yeah, and I'm born and bred here in Arizona, and so we've got the the different coastal dichotomies, plus we've got generational dichotomies, you know, because you were peace and love and all that good stuff, and I grew up in the 70s and 80s where we had double-digit inflation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then we had great prosperity. So part of why I believe in what I believe in is uh, because of the leadership during my years, uh, my formative years in, in uh, late grade school, like the middle school and high school era. So, you know, I'm kind of, I lean, well, I'm now I'm totally libertarian and I totally think both parties suck. <laughs> and I'm an objectivist and Ayn Rand objectivist at heart. But uh, anyway, Let's get back to our credit cards, shall we? As I digress yet again, I'm a talker. Yeah. We 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 were talking about that during the break. I'm a chatter, chatty Kathy. Uh, so the second on the list is the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards Credit Card, and this is one percent cash back on all purchases, two percent at grocery stores, three percent at gas on gas for the first fifteen hundred dollars uh, in combined grocery store and gas purchases each quarter. So that's pretty good because, you know, like 
you know, it, you, you drive differently at different times of the year. Like in the summer, you're probably traveling road trip, that sort of stuff. So that way, your excessive driving doesn't knock you out for the whole year right. kind of thing. You can constantly get rewards. So that's kind of a cool thing. And you get a 10% customer bonus when you redeem cash back in at a Bank of America checking or savings account. That's pretty cool. Like with my bank, I have a rewards card. And so I just turn that into like a payment. You know what I mean? It's like a free payment. Oh, I don't have to make a payment this month. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I just use whatever accumulates into that. So they give you like, a, you know, like I, I wouldn't want to overpay. Well, I wouldn't get an I anything, but, you know, like you pay 10 times as much if you have to save up points just to get a free I something. Yeah. You know, I've looked at those. I'm like, I'll just take the cash and I'll buy whatever I want. How about travel? Do you use travel? Uh, well, you know, my current credit card has the most rock star stuff because we get buy one, get one with our points. Yeah. So, you know, you have to travel business class or better, but, you know, you save buying one fancy ticket, then you do two low budget tickets. Right. So it makes sense to do that. So, yeah, I like the travel rewards. Uh, there's another American Express called Blue Cash Every Day which is different from the first one we discussed. 3% at supermarkets, up to 6000 uh, 6, a year. 2% at gas stations and select U.S. department stores. So if you're like a fashionista or like for you, a fashionisto. Yeah. Is that right? Would that be right? Sure. <laughs> fashion Easter. Yeah, fashion <laughs> There you go. And uh, 1% on every other purchase. So that's not bad. So it's not like it's not just exclusive to a particular category. So that's kind of cool. Capital One has a Quicksilver cash rewards, and that's one and a half percent cash back on everything with no expiration date. Cut and dry. Don't have to figure it out. That's the one I have. Okay, very good. And Chase Freedom, a hundred dollars bonus cash back, earned five percent cash back up to fifteen hundred. Oops, fifteen hundred dollars in combined purchases at three designated categories that rotate every three months. That is just too much work for me. Yeah, that sounds complicated. Yeah. I have, I have one of those cards, but I don't use it. Yeah. Like, you know, for the fraction of money that I'm going to save, I would just rather work harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd just rather work an extra hour. Yeah. You know, some people, you know, salaried people have to do that. But if you are an entrepreneur or you're commissioned, you could just work more. Yeah. And you can make more. So it's real simple. So anyway, so those are our credit cards. So that's it for Minutes on Your Money. We have the keys to riches. We have the moolah word of the day and Michael Gothier coming up on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That whole free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. 
Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And I am she, your maven of moolah with a mouth of chocolate, Heather Wagonhall. Yeah. Mm. We're stuck together here on our moolah word of the day. And I mentioned at the beginning that we were going to talk about trusts. And we're going to talk today about revocable trust. And a revocable trust is different from an irrevocable trust in that it may be altered by the grantor or the giver of the trust during their lifetime. Okay, so the problem, or I guess it's not really a problem, it's a choice. If you want to be able to have that power to switch things up as you go forward, uh, that's an advantage. But because it's revocable, it's part of your taxable estate, and it doesn't become irrevocable until you pass away, which means it's given and it's gone. You can't go back. The advantage is, though, is let's say you have like a wayward child, <laughs> you know, and I mean, this is so tough for parents, too, is is to deal with this. But, you know, let's say, you know, you have a wayward child and you've just done everything and you write them off you, you, and you want, you know, you did have them in your will, but then they do something unspeakable, unforgivable, and you're just done. You want to be able to go in and change that. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have uh, subsequent marriages and maybe you don't have a prenup in place and you're sketching on your new spouse that's half your age that they might be waxing your heels for the boat trip you're going to be taking, (laughs) you can go ahead and change it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'm using extreme circumstances, but you know what? If my husband wouldn't sit there and watch all those damn crime shows at night, and and the the real ones, you know, not like the dramas, yeah. but like the the truth or stranger than fiction kind of shows, you know. And then sits there and says, you know what? When I die, I'm gonna have an autopsy. Yeah. And he's like, I think you're trying to poison me with those vitamins. And I was like, hon, if I was trying to poison you, I'd be done by now. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even take your vitamins for goodness sakes. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> so yeah, so so you. Uh, uh, you got to be on your best behavior when you know there's a revocable trust around, I guess, if you're a kid <laughs> and you're angling yeah. for Papa's cash, then Absolutely. you then you got to behave. But that's the difference between a revocable trust and an irrevocable, meaning that the grantor can change it. If you have an irrevocable trust uh, and, and it's that set up, you can change it, but, or comma, however, you must have the permission of the beneficiary in order to do it. So if you gave your kid in an irrevocable trust all this fabulous money and stuff, and then you want to change it, um, you got to ask them. That's not going to go over very well. Like a lead balloon, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So, hi, um, I need to cut you out of this trust, so can you just sign right here? Okay. And you'll be like, nod up and down, yes. And then they shake their head, no. I'm going to go back to partying and doing my thing. Bye-bye. Thank you. So that's it for this week's word of the day. And now for our guest that will help us with some great financial planning. 
Uh, Michael Gauthier, Gauthier is going to be joining us. And Michael says people fail with their financial plans not because they're doing wrong things, but because they are doing them in the wrong order. And he's a CFP professional who left a major Wall Street firm to start his own wealth management company focused on Christian-based financial education. And he has a financial education thing called the Truth in Financial Planning, where he teaches the three phases of wealth. And we're going to talk about with him, we're going to talk about that with him on today's show. So Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, let's get started. Michael, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Well, thank you so much, Heather. I, I first have to say, uh, you know, congratulations on your success. I have to say that uh, I, I love seeing other people that are as passionate about financial education as, as I am. So you've done an amazing job creating a great resource for your, for your audience. Well, thank you very much for saying that. You know, and you're right. It's the education piece. You can have all of the financial products in the world to sell, but if people have no idea how to use those tools effectively, it does them no good. It doesn't matter. Absolutely, and, and kudos to your audience also for tuning in and wanting to, to hear those resources and be able to better their financial situation. And you're going to give some, them some good stuff today because one of my common mantras here on the show is some plans don't work, but no plan never works. And there are things that can happen that may be detrimental to your financial future. And we listen to the media, maybe we do a little research online, but, you know, Google isn't always the best authority uh, because search engine ranking may bring up the most popular information, but it may not be the most beneficial. And everybody's situation is different. But there are some common threads that are big mistakes that people can make, not realizing they're making a mistake and wind up doing the wrong thing when it comes to their portfolio. And what I'd like for you to share with us today, what are the things that we should be avoiding when it comes to crafting our financial plan? Yeah, really, really what I see the most is that, you know, if you ask most people what they need to do financially, most people could give you a list of items that they, that they should be doing. They know they shouldn't carry debt uh, on credit cards or that they should be paying off their vehicles or their homes, they know they need to save for retirement or uh, have appropriate insurance or an emergency fund. And, and really what happens is so many people know they need to do these different things, and there's a lot of great resources and articles that will tell you how to do them, but the fact is most of the people do these in the wrong order. And so what I see is that you know, people, I call it the roundup method, where uh, somebody might have a credit card that they pay, you know, it's $250 for their payment, so they pay $300 so they can try to make a little progress there. Or they have a 401k at their work where the employer offers a 3% match, and so they put at least 3% in so that they feel like they're doing a little bit for their retirement. Or, you know, they, uh, they have a $1,600 payment on their mortgage, and so they pay seventeen dollars or $1,800. And when it gets around to funding their emergency fund, now all of a sudden there's no more paycheck left. It's already all been spent. And they're doing what a lot of people would think are the right things, but just entirely in the wrong order. Okay. So what would be an order or a better order than the uh, spend first, save later mentality? 
Yeah, I appreciate you asking that because the, the material that we've created over the last several years that we take our clients through, and it started really, you know, me calling it the three phases of wealth. Uh, and so from a, you know, you mentioned sales earlier. I, I hate the sales side, but I love to teach and to educate. And so as I was developing, you know, this for clients in order to really walk them through it, we were able to develop some good materials. And we believe that there's three phases of wealth. You have the first phase, which is the foundation, and there's five specific steps within the foundation. So in order, it's Step number one is budgeting and having $1,000 cash on hand. Step number two is having appropriate insurance. Step number three is personalizing your estate plan. Step number four is paying off consumer debt. And then step number five is having your three or six month emergency fund. And so those five things in really that specific order is what makes up the foundation phase, and when you think about having a good, solid foundation that can weather any storm or another 2008 or recession or whatever we might go through, that's really going to give you a good, solid foundation that then you can move into phase two, which is accumulating wealth. And a lot of people who are putting money into their 401k plans right now or putting money into retirement funds, um, if their phase one, their foundation hasn't um, you know, uh, haven't gone through those steps, they're really making a mistake by not stopping their contributions, going back and, and taking care of their phase one and building that foundation first. Uh, and then the last phase, phase three, is what we call the strategic income phase or the retirement phase. And as you can imagine, there are, uh, you know, certain things in both phase two and phase three that you need to do in order to have success at, at those levels as well. Okay. So, we're, we're, so what are some of the other things, uh, or are those the things not, not doing those things or in that particular order to sabotage ourselves? Are there other things that we might do that sabotage ourselves knowingly or unknowingly when it comes to creating a financial plan? Yeah, I mean, I really think it, it becomes, you know, I mean, the, the, the shotgun approach first, I think, is probably the biggest mistake most people make in that they're throwing a little bit of money at a lot of different things, and then they get very frustrated when they don't see any progress. And as you know, that could cause people to then want to give up on the plan altogether. What I've found is that when you start to put, um, you know, those steps in that order, and as you start to cross them off the list and get those accomplished, one, people just psychologically feel good about themselves because they're making progress. And two, in most cases, even in, in cases where there might be, you know, thirty, forty, even fifty thousand dollars of consumer debt, Eek. a lot of times a lot of times I see that, that people are able to get through this in, in a couple years. Wow. That's impressive because, you know, while it, uh, it doesn't take much time to accumulate that kind of debt, it certainly takes a long time to eliminate it if you don't make some strategic personal choices. And what I would like to do is, after the break, talk about some of those strategic uh, choices that you can make within the foundation that will make all the difference for the other two phases of life that you talk about. You are listening to Mike Gauthier on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. 
Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That whole free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. And I'm super excited because we are joined by Mike Gauthier, and he's a certified financial planner here in sunny Arizona, although it's not so sunny today. And we were talking from your book that you have coming out, Truth in Financial Planning, the Foundation Phase. Uh, You talked about these five areas in the first segment. And can we drill some of those down and and talk about, you know, getting our foundation right makes all the difference in those other two phases that you talked about, which was the accumulating wealth and then getting to spend it all in your strategic income and retirement phase. So what are some things that we can do in our foundation phase to lay the right foundation? Because you and I both know if you build a house on a shaky foundation, it could come crashing down on you. So what are some things that listeners can do now to start working on their foundation? You got it. Well, in the, in the book and then also in the accompanying workbook, one of the things that we go through on the budget, and, and I know that that can be a four-letter word for most people is, is a budget, and I think part of the frustration is people will you know spend a couple hours putting in all their numbers and then at the end of it looking at it going, well, what does this mean? And one of the things that we've done differently, and we've taken this from, uh, from the Certified Financial Planning Board, is looked at things like PITI ratio, which, you know, your principal interest taxes and insurance, how much is your house co- costing you? And so we're looking at how healthy is my budget. And, and if we look at the housing expense pulse, if you will, and as far as how healthy is it, if you take the total amount you're paying for for your principal interest taxes and insurance and divide and homeowners association do uh, yes thank you remember and, those those can be a crush and here. divide that by your gross monthly income it should be 28 percent or less that as far as the as far as the number of the ratio that comes back by doing this and then there's another one for consumer debt 
we want that to be 20% or less. And I think that if you look at, uh, you know, like uh, lending guidelines and those types of things, it could be even less than that. But again, looking at where is the pain coming from within my budget so that we can actually start to make changes in those areas. Some people that I've sat down with have virtually no debt, but their, uh, their housing expenses are 35% or more of their uh, gross monthly income, and they don't have the additional money to go into savings. And so those are the areas or the calculations that, uh, that we can do when we help people with in order to make sure that we know how healthy their budget actually is. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, and this is uh, actually one of our um, topics in our five areas of concern or protections, and you said appropriate insurances. Yes. What, what's an appropriate insurance, and how do we know if we have it? Good, good question. Well, first we have to understand what insurance actually is. Insurance is just a transfer of risk. It's either... I'm going to be conservative and have a lot of insurance, meaning high, uh, you know, high premiums, and I'm going to pass my risk on to the insurance com- company, or I can be and take a more aggressive stance, have very little or no insurance, and then have no or low premium. And this doesn't matter which type of insurance, whether that's health insurance or life insurance or auto insurance or umbrella policies or anything else. So having appropriate insurance is just making sure that the insurance you have fits your financial situation. We know that if you have $1,000 cash on hand, which is part of step number one, that we can increase our deductibles on our car to $1,000. Most people, if they have a you know, $250 or a $500 deductible, Uh, If they get a $700 dent in their car, they're usually not going to hit up the insurance company for the extra $200 uh, after they pay their $500 deductible. So we can move the the, the, the deductibles up to $1,000 now and save on that insurance for the rest of, uh, you know, the rest of their lives, which can start to add up to substantial savings. Another quick area is on uh, your home insurance. Obviously, in Arizona where we live, we've seen a very big fluctuation of prices on homes, and you need to look at your insurance policy to see what your, uh, what your home is valued at. If your home is valued at $250,000, but you're insured for $350,000, you're paying additional premium in there that is unnecessary, and you wouldn't get the benefit of it even if that home burned down. And so those are the types of things that you can look at as ways to not only save additional premiums that you can now use for, um, you know, other steps in the process and, and helping you move towards phase two a lot faster. Yeah, I mean, and that's a brilliant point. I mean, that's just setting your money on fire if, if you're doing it that way because you, you can't ever get that value out. So what would be the point of being overinsured? Absolutely, and, and especially in the last couple of years when we've seen across the, the country the, the, the home values fluctuate so much in so many different markets that it is important to make sure that you re, you know, re-looking at these things at least once a year, um, either with your insurance agent or, or um, you know, somebody at our office that, that can help you make sure that, uh, that you have what it is that's appropriate for you and your plan. Well, that's awesome. You know, I can't believe how time flies. Um, I have just 
I thoroughly enjoy your conversation because it sounds like you're teaching the same thing that we teach at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. And I am really excited about your book. And so if folks want to get a copy of your book or they're interested in your financial planning services, where can they go to find you? You bet. The uh, the best place is to go to truthininfinancialplanning.com. Uh, and sign up to uh, for our newsletter there. Uh, the book will be available soon on that website, and we'll be able to notify you then uh, as soon as it's available. And if I could, I would love to offer uh, for the first 10 people that listen to this and send me an email at mike at truthinfinancialplanning.com. As soon as the book's ready, I will uh, sign a copy and send that over to him for the first 10 people that send it over, that, that, that email me at mike at truthandfinancialplanning.com. Well, thank you so much for making that gracious offer. So all of those of you who want the book but you're not available to write it down because maybe you're driving around and you don't have a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can surf over to the website, click on the linky link. Then you can sign up for the free book at Financial Coaching Services and all of Mike's good stuff. Stay tuned. We've got more Unlock Your Wealth Radio coming up right after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. And it is that time again for our Keys to Riches segment. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We hope you're gaining value from today's broadcast. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, but it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time from the Keys to Riches financial wellness series. 
And let's just take a moment and look back and see how far we've come. This is our 11th key. So our first key, for those of you who have been with us since the beginning of the season and on our Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, good on you because you took and you accepted and affirmed yourself. So our first key was acceptance and affirmation. We said, I realize that either I don't know anything about money because I'm new and just starting out or what I've been doing is wrong and I've got to make a change. And then we started working because this is brain-based financial literacy on building up our ability, our capacity to make great changes in our lives because with the power of repeated exposure, we've allowed people to tell us we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not skilled enough, whatever it is. And we've allowed ourselves to be beaten down to a place where we lost our confidence. And so this is the key that gets that ball rolling and create the confidence that, yes, financial independence is for me. It's achievable and I am capable. And we do that with our six P's for affirmation success. Then we took action and we made assessment, and that was the beginning part of creating our organic assessment because it's easy to sit there and just look at numbers uh, on a piece of paper and try to create a budget from that, but we're missing so many things. So when we do an organic assessment, we keep doing what we've always done because we're not looking for the what has happened. We're looking for the when things happen. And why so we can create the how to make things better and not just interim, better for the long haul, make true, truly long lasting change. Then we went and dreams with deadlines. We learned how to really set and achieve goals. It's not just about goal setting, but it's about successful goal achievement. And we learned in our third key how to do that. Then in our fourth key, knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. We did a knowledge assessment based on the five areas of concern that we need to master in ourselves and our finances. And we covered those and we allowed you to use the knowledge checklist to identify those areas of weakness where you can either bring your skills up or delegate to a professional. And we taught you how to shop for a professional also. Then we came to one of the more critical keys for our brain-based financial literacy program, which is take action, or I'm sorry, take emotion out of the picture. We got too many T's in these keys. <laughs> oh, and I'm a rhymer now. I, I'm, I'm a songwriter in the making. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna come, come on, Michael, you need to hire me for your next project. <laughs> I'm so the rhyme sayer. So uh, in this key, we learn how to keep our passions in perspective. We want to be excited about making money and the prospects of opportunity, but we want to be reserved and hesitant and more cautious and much more conservative when it comes to spending money and making sure that we're allocating our resources for the right reason and that they're not emotionally driven. Then we went for hope for the best plan for the worst. So now that we are armed with the ability to control our physiology and manage our emotions effectively, now we create a plan B because even if you want to focus on plan A and there's a lot of gurus out there that say, focus on plan A, forget plan B, you know, there's no failure if failure is not an option, well, what happens is consciously that sounds great, you know, and goal setting 
and discipline are conscious activities, but behavior is subconscious. So guess what? Just because you're not consciously fretting about the, the unknown doesn't mean that your subconscious isn't fretting about the unknown. And what you filter for or focus on, you find. And so if you're not, if you refuse to address a problem consciously or create a plan of attack, an alternative scenario, your brain is still thinking about it and it's focusing on the unknowns. And so instead of focusing on the problem, we address our plan B and create the solutions that we need when we're not emotionally engaged in a subject that could have big financial ramifications like the loss of an income from, uh, from an income producing spouse, whether it's to, due to death or perhaps incapacitation. You know, heaven forbid you get into a serious car accident and you're now a quadriplegic. And so you really don't have a way to provide. But not, not only now are you not the breadwinner, but you are now a financial burden to your family, too. And so, you know, the best time to plan for that is before it happens because you're going to be emotionally engaged. There's no way you can't be. And so that's the importance of creating a plan B, and that's what we learn in Hope for the Best, Plan for the Worst. We identify the worst financial catastrophes that could happen in our lives and generate a plan together with our spouse or significant other or, or individually, if it's just ourselves, how do we plan for these different types of financial catastrophes and do it in a way that we can be logical and thoughtful and respectful instead of when we're all emotionally engaged. Because I brought this up actually to my editor uh, on, on the book, and when we were going through the section, he's like, well, I don't quite understand this plan B, plan A thing. And I said, so I said, um, you know, I said, do you have parents that are alive? Does your wife have parents that are alive? And he's like, yes. And I said, okay, so um, if somebody has a stroke, are they coming to live with you? And he goes, not my wife's parents. And I said, does she know that? And he goes, I don't know. And I said, well, perhaps shouldn't that be a conversation you should have? Yep. And he looked at me like I had five heads and he goes, well, they ain't living with us. And I said, well, perhaps she should know that now. And, you know, and, and this is the reason why you would plan for something like that, yeah. having to take on the care of an indigent parent. What if all of a sudden your child is like special needs? You know, you thought everything was fine and then all of a sudden you've got some crazy syndrome that nobody's ever heard of. And now that this requires attention or potential physical care from a medical professional on a daily basis. You know, these are things that. Nobody wants to think about it. They're like, oh, no. But, you know, it's different than if you just ignore it. Because if you ignore it, your subconscious is going to focus on the problem. But if you create a solution to that problem, then you've taken it totally off your plate. So that's the value of our sixth key. And then we get to break the budget. Because budgets are bad. Budgets are prohibitive and restrictive. And they keep you from functioning. um, Because inevitably, because you have to cut things out, you're ultimately going to go off the budget. And it's like a diet. You go off it, you go on it. And so instead, we learn how to create a healthy savings and spending plan in this key. And then our eighth key is no seasonal exceptions. So we take the time, you know, to get all of this work that we've just done, this huge body of work, and now we let a, a special occasion or a seasonal event wreck it, like Christmas or birthdays or something like that, graduations. And we learn how we can use the rules of manners and etiquette to overcome financial situations where we may feel obligated to overspend. And so we use manners and etiquette to help keep our finances in check so we don't ruin things. And then we learn how to create our credit in Key 9. And last week, we learned, remember, real estate. And we figured out what affordability ratios are. And we did an assessment to see how close or far away from home ownership we are. And if we're already homeowners, what it takes to get to that next investment level. So we learned all of that. Now 
we're here at a super important key because to forget the perfection principle is so critical because in next week's key, it's going to be practicing the three R's, which is review, revise, and recommit. And what we need to do before we get there is we have to remember this is not a race. It's a journey, okay? We're not here for the 100-meter dash, okay? This is a marathon. And so if we trip and fall, it's okay. The key is we have to focus on the progress of the process. And much of what occurs that we need to forget the perfection principle is that when we focus on being perfect, then nothing can be right. And, you know, how many times have you been perfect in your lifetime, Michael? Oh, God, never. But you've been really good, though, right? Yeah. So you can count that really good. That's, and that's a that's I'm a very happy with that. And that's a notch in the bedpost. Yeah. You know, when things go seamlessly and 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 you have a performance and everything kind of falls into place yeah. and everybody plays on cue and it just it's a symphony. And not always is life a symphony. Sometimes it's a garage band. It's not very good yeah. in your basement with your kids no less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. And so we have to let ourselves off the hook, okay? Because if we don't it's going to be this thing that we carry with us. And just like we talked about stuff that floats under the ether of our consciousness, by not, by, by having these higher expectations, it hinders us because we're focused this way, looking over our shoulder at the mistake we just made. And how does that help us? And especially if we're in, in motion and I'm walking forward and I'm looking back, what's going to happen? I'm not going to see the opportunities in front of me, and I'm certainly not going to see bigger catastrophes that I could possibly avoid if I was just looking straight ahead. So we have to learn to let go, and that's so tough for people. I know that it was really tough for me. I had a, a long time trying to overcome this axe I had to grind over my parents' divorce. You know, and then the older I got and the more I got to know my dad, because I kind of grew up with my mom, like... The stories didn't jive, and you know they always say there's three sides to every story, his side, her side, and the truth, and I'm trying to make the truth out of both of these sides, and I wasn't liking what I was coming up with, and, and, and I just, I, I had all these issues, and it didn't help me go any further. It hindered me because I was so focused on this garbage that I couldn't see all of the opportunity that surrounded me. So we have this really great four-step forgiveness process that we have on the website. But I'd just like to talk to you a little bit about this process and why it's so important that we do this. And we've got to remember, and, and things that usually have nothing to do with money affect our money more than the actual money things, like a clerk ringing you up for a 1000 bucks instead of a 100 bucks because she, uh, she hit too many zeros when she was typing in in the price amount. Um, those are the little money things that we can get over. You know, you dispute it on your credit card. It's good, but it's, you know, it's the person that you went into business with and you forked over all this cash and then they totally screwed you over. And not only did they totally screw you over, they blamed you for it and they're suing you <laughs> on top of it. I mean, and you know, you, you're thinking, God, Heather's making up these wild stories. I'm telling you, unlock your wealth radio listeners, that truth is stranger than fiction. I mean, some of this stuff, you know, my, my husband wants to write his, his life story and he wants the title of his book. You can't make this shh up. <laughs> and it's because it's just so crazy. It seems so surreal. 
but when we when we don't forgive ourselves, okay, forgiveness is for us. It's not for the other person. And you don't even have to directly forgive that person. But part of why you're stuck looking over your shoulder and living in the past is because you haven't let yourself off the hook. And so we need to look at why we do that. And we do that because we're trying to remember the message in the mistake. Okay, and it's important to us because we want to learn so we don't take this lesson forward and make this same mistake again. So we focus and we intensify this hatred and anger. And all that does is put the body electrochemically at dis-ease. That's where disease starts from. You get like an electrochemical imbalance, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm seeing this really great naturopathic physician. And he says, all disease emanates from emotion. Not bacterias, not cooties, emotions. Wow. And it's amazing. And it's, you know, I mean, his practice is a completely different approach to health and wellness than I've ever seen. And, and it's so exciting that he was able to drill this down, you know. And he escaped Nazi Germany and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? He escaped. He was in Romania and he escaped all of the communism and all of that stuff and came over the boat as, as, as a kid and stuff. And just an incredible journey and an incredible life this man has lived. And he, he knows firsthand what emotions can do to people, how people would scare themselves to death, literally, because of their time in the concentration camps and stuff like that. Um, and they would make themselves ill and, and the perspectives that they had instead of, in, in, instead of just reframing it and, and realizing that they, they, they couldn't do anything by birthright. It, it, it is what it is. If you're born a Jew, you're a Jew, you know, I'm born an Orthodox, you're born, whatever you're born, you know, like you are what you are, you know, and you're being persecuted for something that has nothing to do with you and holding that grudge against the other perpetrator does you no good, but the forgiveness allows you to move forward and it gives you that new beginning. It gives you that opportunity that you don't have when you sit there and brood all day long. Plus, if you're brooding, you can't be thinking about other things because remember, consciously, the brain can only manage seven to nine pieces of information plus or minus two. So that's either five or 11. And so if you take up five of those with worrying about who screwed you over or the next person is probably going to screw you over the same way and you're always on guard, you're going to miss these other opportunities. So we have to forgive and we have to do, do it for us, you know, and we have to be able to release it. And so there's a really neat process that we came up with to do that. And so first, you know, you want to get a piece of paper. And you want to turn it so it's in the landscape view, meaning it's wider than it is tall. Does that make sense versus the portrait view? So instead of, you know, you always say width, then height. So it would be 11 by eight and a half instead of eight and a half by 11. So you want to get that piece of paper. And then you kind of want to draw, you know, uh, you, you want to, on the left half of the page, you want to draw two columns. And then on the right half of the page, you want to make two rows. So you just do two lines and, and one, two vertical lines and one horizontal line. Am I making this more difficult? No. No. <laughs> so in the first column, you want to write down what happened in every nauseating detail. And you know you can do it because that's what you're dwelling on. So write down every little thing, like the little flicker in their eye with joy that you were suffering, whatever it is, write it all down, get it all out. And then 
take a moment and look around the room after you spew it because you'll write for a while. And then when you can take a deep breath, think of something else. Think of some other crappy, horrible thing that's associated with this. And another thing. You know how you always say, and another thing. So you want to get all those and another things out. And then in the next column... You want to take a look at what you learned from this experience. And this is a little tougher. So this is going to require some introspection a little bit because most of the things that happen to us are not deliberate. You know, people don't go out to intentionally hurt people. They're out trying to save themselves in the only way they know possible based on their programming from their upbringing. And so if being mean and deviant or scheming is in their DNA and in their programming, it has nothing to do with you. So as you, you know, try to figure out what the meaning of the message is and, and it's not them out to get you. So it's everything else like, well, I learned that. Because as you explore and you start purging all of this stuff, you'll start seeing things from a different perspective when you can get it out. And handwriting is the most cathartic thing you could ever do because it's part of your autonomic nervous system. Just like if you're trying to set you know, and, and achieve goals and affirmations, you want to handwrite them because it bypasses your critical filter, that judgment that you have that says, you know, when you write, like if you just said, I'm a winner, but inside you've got this critical filter saying, you're the biggest loser I've ever known. You're not going to believe it. But if you handwrite, I'm a winner, you've got the autonomic nervous system that's, that's embedded with the emotion of handwriting that goes right into your brain and bypasses that critical filter so you can't judge it. It's in there now. And so just like it's in there now, when you handwrite all of this stuff out, you're going to start seeing, because your, your filter will be off because you'll be able to detach the emotion as you purge, you'll be able to see like the steps along the way where things started to get out of hand. And you're going to figure out, okay, you know, maybe I could have changed course or direction here. Maybe I could have done something differently here. If I would have responded in this fashion instead, but because we know we're caught up in the emotion, and what do we know once the brain starts dumping hormone, we lose our logic third brain, and then we're driven by emotion, and so we can only use pre-programmed behavior. And so it kind of all falls apart. So what we want to do is find the message in this. And then once we extrapolate that message, then in the next box, in, or in the top of the two horizontal boxes, we want to write what we will do next time we're in this situation. Again, handwrite it, kinesthetic learning process, don't type it on your computer. Write it out because now you're creating a new neural pathway. So when you do receive that stimulus that you recognize as going the wrong direction, you'll have already started. This is like a plan B, you know, you'll already know what plan you'll take. It won't be if you won't have to respond emotionally. You can maintain your physiology and respond logically because you've already thought it out when you weren't emotionally engaged. So you're going to write down the steps you'll take next time if this presents itself again. And you'll also include things that you can do to look at. Now, you don't want to be a hawk. You don't want to focus in on people screwing up, but you'll be more alert to the things that are going on around you. And then once you do this whole process in that last 
box, you need to let yourself off the hook by saying, I forgive me for whatever it is, not seeing this happening, me letting this happen and not stop it, whatever the reason why you have let this go in the fashion that you've let it go or however it materialized. Because sometimes we know crap's going on and we kind of just look the other way and we hope oh, sure. we hope it fixes itself. But hope is not a strategy. And so the thing we need to do is in this last box, we need to say, I'm sorry, I apologize to me. And then the other me has to say, and I accept that apology and I'm good with this. Yeah. That's what we have to do in this final box is we have to come to terms and finally forgive ourselves and let ourselves off the hook. Take the message from the mistake, but leave the mistake back where it belongs in the past because yeah. you can't fix it. And by dwelling on it, it ain't going to fix it, but it's going to ruin your opportunity for the future. And then... If you are really into symbolism, you can save that in a scrapbook for later. But because you hand wrote it down, the power of handwriting, you'll always remember everything that you write down. Take it to the fireplace and torch it and let it go. And that burning passes it on into the next world and you're done. So that's it for this week's key for our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item. Visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. We also have a forgiveness process worksheet you can download so you don't have to follow my crazy directions of drawing lines. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhall from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.